Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Citizens of Perfect Bell, football is back, and BetOnline remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering info, BetOnline features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. That's right, 100%. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online, where the game starts. In a world that's perfect lies a perfect little town where one team stands alone. But now, something's stirring that will change this place forever. Perfect, Bill. Welcome to Perfect Bill, your first place podcast for your first place Miami Dolphins, part of the Believe Network, streaming on Sirius XM and TuneIn Radio. I am Sam Marcou, and the two-time, yes, two-time Hall of Famer is not with us this week. He is on assignment. The good doctor himself, Dr. Christopher Cullen, he will be joining us again next week. But this week, it's all about the Miami Dolphins. It's all about Sam Marcou and talking about the most controversial team in the NFL right now, and seemingly always. If you're a longtime listener or follower of this show, if you're a citizen of Perfectville, you know where I stand when it comes to this. The Miami Dolphins always have something to talk about, and this week is no different. Coming off of a loss to the Cincinnati Bengals on Thursday night football, and that's probably the least important of that story. So let's get to the most important part of that, and that, of course, is Tua Tungavailoa during that game in the second quarter. German suplex to the ground by a Cincinnati defender, uh, smacks his head really, really hard, has a very bad concussion, visually goes into um, a really bad situation in terms of stiffening up, looks bad on national TV, and probably more eyeballs than normal looking at the Miami Dolphins, given that they were 3-0 and going into that game. It just looked bad. The fencing position looked at, made it look even worse, and of course... That's all anyone needed. That was the catalyst that everybody needed to start throwing rocks at the Miami Dolphins once again. And Tua Tungavailoa, Mike McDaniel, Stephen Ross, you name it. If they're associated with the Miami Dolphins, they're on everybody's hit list right now. So a couple of things. Let's backtrack. Number one, Tua Tungavailoa did not get diagnosed with a concussion against the Buffalo Bills. Anybody who says that this was his second concussion is lying or is buying what the national media is telling you or what they are implying when it comes to Tua Tungavailoa. Tua Tungavailoa went out of the game against the Buffalo Bills with a back and neck injury. Did he get tackled and did he hit his head on the turf? Yes, he did. Did he wobble and fall to the ground? Yes, he did. All of those things do not equate to a concussion. Let's be clear about that. That is a conclusion that a lot of people who apparently have medical degrees are drawing even though they don't know what the hell they're talking about. So it appears as of right now that against the Buffalo Bills, the Miami Dolphins treated to a tongue of Iloa, as well as an independent doctor to the protocol that the NFL and the NFL PA players association has agreed to. He goes back into the game with a back and neck injury and the rest is history. They beat the Buffalo Bills in the fourth quarter, slug fest, heat, humidity, all of that fun stuff. Now, 
three days after that, they are playing or getting ready to play the Cincinnati Bengals. In all of that time, from the time the game ended on Sunday against the Buffalo Bills until they played Thursday night against the Cincinnati Bengals, Tua Tungavailoa was checked out by independent doctors, was monitored by the team, passed any and all tests that were administered to him. He was cleared to play. Okay, so let's just call the facts what they are. You can make a judgment call of whether or not he should have gone back in that game against Buffalo with the injuries that he did sustain. You can have an opinion that maybe the head injury was more than what they actually said it was, but those are just judgment calls and opinions. They are not the facts. The facts are the Miami Dolphins on a very short week after a very physical three-game stretch against the Patriots, Ravens, and Bills, all games they won, mind you, went into Cincinnati, beat up, injured, and tired. That is why they lost that game. I'm not even going to say that the Miami Dolphins would have won that game if Tua Tungavailoa had been playing the entire time. I'm not sure. They didn't look very crisp, and that's a bigger issue because if you watch what happened this week on Thursday Night Football, same thing happened with the Denver Broncos and the Indianapolis Colts. Granted, both horse teams are not very good this year, but regardless, it's bad, not even mediocre, bad football being played on Thursday Night Football, and it needs to be abolished. Quite frankly, the only times people should be playing on Thursday Night Football is opening week, Thanksgiving, or if they're coming off of a bye. So if you're coming off of a bye, then maybe, yeah, you can play on that short week because you didn't play the week before. But that's it. They don't need a Thursday night game every single week where people are getting beat up, people are getting hurt, the football itself is bad, and you're actually putting out a bad product. I mean, let's just put it that way. It's bad product. Nobody sat there and watched the Colts Broncos game last night and said, wow, I'm really glad I turned into the NFL tonight. So the point of this whole thing is Tua comes into the game the week before not feeling great, right? Back is hurt. Neck is hurt. Beat up from just physical play for the first three weeks. He goes down with a bad concussion. Unfortunately, that is part of the game. Concussions are a part of this game. At this point, there is nobody involved with the NFL, whether they're playing, coaching, you know, in the front office or covering like myself, that isn't aware that a concussion can and most likely will occur for most players in this league. Now, the NFL has done some things to try to mitigate that. The NFL has, you know, paid out through the nose to former players who deserve that money. Uh, who are hurt when they didn't know the risks. But at this point, everybody knows the risks. It's an unfortunate, bad thing that happened. I don't want to discount what's happened to Tua as well as countless other players this year. But here's my point. Out of all of those players that have gotten concussed this year, not one other than Tua is being asked to retire. Why is that? I think we have to ask that question. Why is it? Why is the national sports media and the local media in some cases, as well as some hater fans, demanding that Tua Tungavailoa be fired? Well, not fired, but retire from the NFL, that the head coach, Mike McDaniel, be fired, and that other people have punitive measures held against them against for the Miami Dolphins. Why is that? Because T. Higgins had a concussion for the Cincinnati Bengals, and then got his bell rung, quote-unquote, again against the Jets four days before he played on Thursday night. Not a word from anybody. Nobody has said one word about it. Naheem Hines just got concussed last night against the Denver Broncos. Nobody's asking for him to retire. Why is that? Why is Tua Tungavailoa the lone ranger when it comes to this? And I have a theory. And that theory is that he plays for the Miami Dolphins. That's it. That's why they want him to retire. Because 
perhaps, maybe, there's a little bit of salt in the wound of all these national media pundits who have already written the book on Tua Tungavailoa after the first two years, saying that he couldn't throw the long ball, he's already squashed that, that he couldn't lead his team to victory, he's always done that, and that he could not hang in the NFL. That narrative that was written in blood and ink by the national sports media, the columnists, the you know, the bloggers, the the podcasters, the radio hosts, the other coaches, all of that got blown up in their face in a matter of three weeks here in the NFL season of 2022. Why? Because Mike McDaniel unlocked the key to Tua Tungavailoa's success. This team, this Miami Dolphins team, has talent. They have good playmaking ability. They have good plays that they can actually run and a quarterback that can execute them to a T. And you know who doesn't like that? Everyone who has their opinion out there for the world to see on the internet. There's a lot of receipts that have been cashed in so far in the 2022 season as it pertains to Tua Tungavailoa. So guess what happens? Tua gets hurt. Here's our chance. Here's our chance to hang on to something. Here's our lifeline because all the bullshit that we've been putting out there for the last few years was wrong. But now that he's injured, we can hate him again and we can justify it. That's why there's this chaos in the national media about Tua Tungabailo and the Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins did not fit their narrative with a noted few exceptions out there. And because of that, because they were basically proving everybody wrong, people got mad. And I'm not the only one. I'm not the one with the tinfoil hat here, ladies and gentlemen, citizens of Perfectville. I'm not the only one that thinks that way. Former players, Nolan Carroll, he's been on this show a few times. Got a great podcast as part of the Believe Network as well. Check it out. He flat out said when he left Miami and signed with the Philadelphia Eagles, you would have thought that he was like the second coming of Ronnie Lott as a defensive back. And he's like, I'm the same player that I was in Miami. The difference, he was in Miami where this national narrative is everybody that works down there and plays down there sucks, isn't good, and are underachievers to Philadelphia, which is everything's great, everybody's wonderful when it comes to the media perspective. It really has to do with location, 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 no different than real estate in this case. And that is why I believe the people are so mad and so up in arms about Tua Tungavailoa, the same people that trashed him and said he couldn't play in this league, that he was a noodle arm, that he wasn't a winner, that he was a product of Alabama's system. All of that bullshit are the same ones now hiding under the guise of, well, you have to look out for his safety. I can't believe the Miami Dolphins were so reckless with how they handled him, which A, isn't true. B, isn't even the right person to be thrown shade at if there was any sort of recklessness. And C, Again, just gives them the cover to say, well, he's injured. Now we can hate on him and the Dolphins are gone. Thank God. The national media is happy to a tongue of Iloa got hurt. They're thrilled. This is the biggest story to happen to them to justify their bullshit narratives about the Miami Dolphins so far this season. This is it. This is their Holy Grail. This is their Christmas. This is their North Star. Don't get it twisted. They are happy that to a tongue of Iloa got hurt. And that is sad. That is sadistic. That is something that is worth investigating as far as I'm concerned. That being said, Tua did get concussed. I don't want to see him in a game against the Jets. He's obviously not playing against the Jets here week five. I don't want to see him in the game week six. Give the man some time to heal, just like you have Keith and Carter, who was concussed week one. By the way, no one's asking for Keith and Carter to retire. He had a pretty bad concussion week one against the Patriots. Wonder why. So Tua's hurt. Teddy Bridgewater comes in, moves the offense a little bit. Ultimately, 
throws a pretty bad interception, which you could go back and make the case that it shouldn't have been an interception. But I'm not here to throw any shade at the referees. Uh, hats off to the Cincinnati Bengals. They beat us. You move on. Here's the thing about the Miami Dolphins that everyone should be excited about. They're three and one. Not only on the season, they're three and one against the AFC. They've already beaten the Patriots. They've already beaten the the uh, the Bills for the first time in forever. They're two and zero in their division. They're the number one seed in the AFC right now. If the playoffs were to start, the season is a quarter done. We have enough on tape to know that this is a good team. Tyreek Hill is worth his weight in gold. Jalen Waddle continues to just be that guy here his sophomore year. The running game needs some help. Offensive line needs a little bit of help. But two has answered all those questions. Teddy Bridgewater, you're getting paid $6.5 million for situations just like these. So you got Teddy Bridgewater, local here in Miami, grew up here. People are so proud. The locals are so proud to see Teddy start for the Miami Dolphins. I think that's a great story. He's got to go out and prove it against the Jets. The Jets, if you beat the Jets, you go to 4-1, and 3-0 and in your division, and you're sitting pretty. Chances for the playoffs go way up. We're going to talk a little bit more about the Jets later in this show because the Jets are not a pushover, ladies and gentlemen. They're much better than I think anybody's giving them credit for. The Patriots are worse than the Jets at this point. They are. So the Jets are clearly the third in the third spot for the AFC East. So we'll talk about that in just a little bit. We're also going to get into elite tweet or delete tweet. It'd be weird to do that without Chris here this week, but uh, that's where you all come in. The citizens of Perfectville, you come in, you start screaming at your television, you start screaming at your radio, or you start screaming at your phone. However, you're consuming this content right now, <clears throat> you're going to yell elite or delete based on what we throw out there. Uh, and that's that, man. So here, here's a couple of things. Here's my takeaways from the Cincinnati Bengals game. It was a hard fought game. Bengals were better than the Dolphins that game, that game, that game, excuse me. The Bengals were better. Simple as that. Thursday night football should be abolished with the exception of a few games throughout the year. And that Tua Tungavailoa was hurt badly against the Cincinnati Bengals. He needs to sit out until he's comfortable getting back under center and can actually fire that ball the way he was in week one, week two, and week three, improving everybody wrong. Uh, the offensive line needs to play better. The defense, especially that defensive backfield, that's a concern. I mean, Byron Jones isn't back. Xavier Howard is hurt. You're relying on undrafted rookies. I don't care how well he looked (laughs) the first month of the season. Cater Kohu cannot be the answer to your problems. And, of course, that pass rush needs to get better. And the running backs, look, Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert, I'm fans of both. We're not getting much movement on the ground. And I think a lot of that has to do with that right tackle position. So I never thought I'd actually say this, but the Miami Dolphins need Austin Jackson to get healthy and get back. Hopefully after this game against the Jets, he can get back in there and solidify that right tackle position and we can get that running game going but uh first stretch first four games you know i said if they can get the two and two we should all be happy they got the three and one and uh i'm ecstatic so from a team standpoint the miami dolphins are in a great spot from uh going forward you know the 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 schedule looks like it softens up now you don't want to take anybody for granted including these jets but uh you got to be happy if you're a miami dolphins fan if you're a citizen of perfect bill you got to be happy right now because they're three and one, they're at the top of the AFC East. They've beaten the Bills, they've beaten the Patriots, they beat the Ravens. They showed that they have the offensive firepower to hang with anybody in this team. Mike McDaniel looks like the real deal as a rookie young head coach. You got to be happy. We're in a much better spot than we were in previous regimes in previous years. And the thing is, the culture of this team has always been a second half team over the last few years. So I'm interested to see as they get better and they gel and they become more of a cohesive unit 
just how good this team can be second half of the season. So we're going to talk all about that. We're going to talk about the New York Jets game. We're going to get the most okayest preview for week five ever coming up in just a little bit. I'm going to take a break. We'll come back and play Elite Tweet, Delete Tweet right after these words. Citizens of Perfectville, Dolphins fans, football fans of all types. Are you looking for that perfect gift this holiday season to get the football guy in your life? Well, head to shop.believe.com and pick up the Cheetah Deuce shirt today. That's right. The very own swag, the very own merchandise, the official merchandise of Welcome to Perfectville can be found at shop.believe.com. You can find it in white, heather gray, or black. You can get it in medium, large, extra large, 2XL. So for the skinny guy or the fat guy and everybody in between, head to shop.believe.com and get the Cheetah Deuce shirt today. And thank me later because they're going to thank you later probably with awesome stuff like high fives and hugs and everything else shop.believe.com and we're back and by we're i mean i'm back sam marku welcome to perfectville part of the believe network chris Cullen on assignment and we're ready to play a little bit of elite tweet delete tweet ladies and gentlemen are you ready of course you are as chris would say you were born ready first tweet comes from robert griffin the third at rg3 This guy is a serial offender. He's on this show quite a bit when it comes to elite tweet, delete tweet. One of the best follows on Twitter. Um, You can say what you want about him as a quarterback, but I'll tell you this. He has found his niche in the sports entertainment world, especially when it comes to Twitter. Talking about the game last night between the Colts and the Broncos, Robert Griffin, the third tweets. Only person excited about this score of 6-9 is Rob Gronkowski. Nice. Now, Elite tweet or delete tweet, shout it out in unison. And if you say anything other than elite, you are wrong. That is an elite tweet from Robert Griffin III. Well done. Fantastic, my friend. We need to get you on the show. We can play this together as buddies if you'd like. I'm down with that. All right, next one. Next tweet comes from Barry Jackson at FLA Sports Buzz. The good legend himself, Mr. Barry Jackson, which speaking of Tua Tunga Vailoa, if you haven't been following him through this entire saga with the Tua Tunga Vailoa concussion gate, Barry Jackson has been a fantastic resource for all things truth when it comes to that situation. This is what he writes. Again, talking about that Colts Broncos game. Can I get my Amazon subscription money back? Indy Denver, Washington, Chicago, and New Orleans, Arizona next three Thursdays. Elite tweet, delete tweet. I think it's an elite tweet, but I really do want to delete my Amazon Prime account because those are awful games. Going back to my point about Thursday night football, I know they got to pick these ahead of time and they think that these are going to be the games that people are going to want to watch. But my God, can we just flex into friends reruns or something and just move the games to Sundays if we know we're up against Washington, Chicago week six? I mean, can we just go, you know, I'd rather watch the Charlie Brown Halloween special. Let's move that game to Sunday so that we could just move on with our lives. I bet you'd get better ratings. You'd have less people hurt and less people offended like myself watching this garbage on Thursday night football. Elite tweet for Mr. Barry Jackson. All right, let's see. Who do we have next? Let's get into it. This one comes from Zoe Scorpio at Zoe Scorpio. Replying to Travis Wingfield, our old friend, saying, I need that Hill shirt. Someone point me in the right direction, please. That is an elite tweet, Zo Scorpio. And you can get your Cheetah Deuces shirt from the Believe.com shop. That's right. Cheetah Deuces on sale now from medium to hella big in gray, white, and black. Elite tweet and an elite shirt. Go get yourself one, Zo Scorpio. This one comes from the band The Bloodhound Gang at Bloodhound Gang. 
personal note, one of my favorite bands growing up in the late 90s and early 2000s have all of their albums, still listen to them to this day. Funny, irreverent, decent music. Uh, just a heads up that at Tom P- Pelissaro is your new favorite at NFL Reporter and at SiriusXM host. Well, that's odd. I don't know why an alt-rock band out of Pennsylvania is talking about Tom Pelissaro and SiriusXM. Seems like a weird odd tweet probably the oddest tweet in the history of twitter for so many reasons if you follow the bloodhound gang i'm gonna go delete tweet bloodhound gang i love you jimmy pop i love you guys but that was very odd and just out there doesn't make any sense to me and you're making me feel a certain way and that and not in a good way so delete tweet from bloodhound gang moving on this comes from randy mueller that's right the former general manager for the Miami Dolphins at Randy Mueller underscore. Why would you put an underscore at the end of the name or anywhere in your name makes no sense to me, but at the end of the name, Randy makes me question your decision-making more than I already did. And is what this moron had to say. I wish Finn's coach, Mike McDaniels was more accountable for the errors and misjudgments that led to the two, a thing saying we're all about player safety at this point. It's hard for me to accept after the way this franchise has crossed the line many times. Now, you can say what you want about the Miami Dolphins and their less than ideal morals as of great as of late, but that has nothing to do with Mike McDaniel, not McDaniels, you moron. Um and some of those questionable decisions that you're talking about were from you, you piece of crap. You were part of that front office structure under Stephen Ross that had questionable calls and questionable decision making and did some unscrupulous things. So Feel free to call yourself out before you call out others, number one. Number two, Mike McDaniel, not McDaniels, is not the culprit here. Number three, you are creating a dog whistle on a on an issue that doesn't exist. The Tua thing, by the way, yeah, you clearly have Tua's best interest in heart. Maybe we're a little bitter, Randy Mueller, because you weren't good at your job and you couldn't have success with the Miami Dolphins while others have. Perhaps you were one of those guys I was talking about earlier that maybe had written the Tua Tunga Bailoa book front page to back page already. And now you have to go through and rip out all the pages in between because he's rewriting his own history in front of your very eyes and you don't like it. So I think that's a long way of me saying delete tweet. Dummy. All right. That's going to do it for elite tweet, delete tweet. I'm going to admit it's a little bit weird when Chris isn't here to add the extra color commentary, but I'm assuming you guys are following along and you are enjoying yourselves. Also, we're going to enjoy the most okayest preview ever for week five Miami Dolphins New York Jets right after these words winter is coming ladies and gentlemen it is fall but don't forget about the holidays maybe you got a late birthday this year for your loved one your son your daughter your aunt your uncle your favorite dog whatever doesn't matter you can get everything that you need at amazon.com by way of welcome to perfectville.com Just go to welcometoperfectville.com and click the Amazon link, and it'll take you to Amazon.com. No hidden charges, no extra fees, just your normal Amazon.com shopping experience by way of welcometoperfectville.com. But because you took that one teeny, itsy-bitsy extra step in going to welcometoperfectville.com first, you throw a couple dollars back to the welcometoperfectville.com piggy bank. You help keep the lights on, you help keeping the show going, all the fun stuff. That happens simply by going to Amazon.com by way of welcome to perfectville.com. 
I thank you. Chris thanks you. The website thanks you. The podcast thanks you. Everybody thanks you. And your people in your life will be thanking you when you get them all the cool stuff this holiday season at Amazon.com by way of welcome to perfectville.com. All right, everybody. Welcome back. Sam Marcou. Welcome to Perfectville. Chris Cullen not here on assignment. Much like the Miami Dolphins this week in week five against the New York Jets, another AFC East battle, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but it's not like, you know, a bad team like the New England Patriots versus the Miami Dolphins in week one. This is actually a, let's just say mediocre New York Jets team, which sounds like an insult, but is actually a compliment to Robert Sala and everyone else involved with the Jets much better than I think anybody gave them credit for, including yours truly. Uh, This is not a team to be taken lightly, but uh, the Miami Dolphins go to New Jersey week five on the road. Teddy Bridgewater, a.k.a. Teddy Two Gloves, manning the ship on offense for the Miami Dolphins. Tua Tungvaluwa will not be traveling with the team. He will not be there on the sidelines. Uh, but I think Teddy Bridgewater is going to do just fine in this game. We'll talk a little bit more about that in just a second. But I want to shout out to all the fans, the Miami Dolphins fans, the citizens of Perfectville that are traveling to New Jersey for this game. This is the MetLife takeover game. Uh, so much fun. If you've never been, I haven't, but I see all the pictures and I get jealous. But uh, the MetLife takeover, all these Miami Dolphins fans showing up, showing out, and letting everybody know that uh, we're not just in South Florida, ladies and gentlemen. We're all over the country, and we're going to be in New Jersey this Sunday for this Jets-Dolphins game once again. Uh, let's get into it here. Zach Wilson looks like he's going to be playing for the New York Jets, which is actually a bonus for the New York Jets here. He's a much better quarterback than Joe Flacco. Um, he still has a bad ankle, um, so he is going to be a little bit limited, I believe, when he actually gets the field. But I don't think it's going to matter. I think this defense, especially after what happened against the Cincinnati Bengals, this defensive line here, I believe, is looking for a statement game. Um, We've gotten close. We've had a lot of QB pressures, but we haven't had a lot of sacks. I think they break through in this game. I would love to see uh, at least four sacks against Zach Wilson. Um, I think you're going to have to get to him. You're going to have to make him feel super uncomfortable. His first start of the season. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, but he 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 needs to be off his game. You need to have him throwing off that back foot, getting out of the pocket under pressure, throwing that ball, getting rid of it early because this defensive backfield for the Miami Dolphins right now is really beat up. Byron Jones, like I alluded to earlier, has not come off the PUP, the pup list, the physically unable to perform list. Earliest he could have done it was this week. He's not anywhere near ready. I don't know when we're going to see Byron Jones. At this point, I would be shocked if we saw him before the bye week. I would be shocked. And we have a bye week, I think week 11, if I'm not mistaken, week 10, somewhere in there. So we got a little ways to go before Byron Jones shows up and contributes to this Miami Dolphins team here in 2022, which leads us to Xavier Howard. Xavier Howard was beat up going into the Cincinnati game. He probably should not have played against the Cincinnati Bengals because I think he ended up coming out of there worse. And when you come out of it worse and you didn't win, there's kind of like no reason at all necessarily to even be there. Uh, He's dealing with groins injuries. That's right. If you actually look at the issue on the injury report uh multiple groins is what uh Xavier Howard is dealing with uh maybe that's how he's able to make it x with his name he just he he crosses the groins i don't know i'm just uh just just thinking but um if he's not able to go i think he's going to dress i think he's going to try uh to go in this game but if he's not able to go you are looking at a defensive backfield for the Miami Dolphins that's going to be relying on two very talented safeties three if you're going to throw Eric Rowe in there as well as some very young, rook, uh, in some cases, rookie cornerbacks and Nick Needham, who does not play exactly tremendously well on the boundary. You really want him more in that nickel area. Uh, 
that scares me. That scares me if we can't get a pass rush and you have Zach Wilson throwing the ball to Garrett Wilson, Zach Wilson throwing the ball to Elijah Mitch, uh, Elijah Moore, I should say. Um, they do have some talent on this Jets offense. So the Miami Dolphins are going to have to get after it. They're going to have to put the pressure on Zach, whether it's through blitzing, whether it's through the first, you know, three or four man rush, whatever the case may be, you got to get there. You got to get the guy knocked down. You got to get him uncomfortable. You got to get him throwing the ball before he wants to making bad decisions and ultimately making mistakes. That is the key for the Miami Dolphins on this defense. Offensively, I'm not too terribly scared. I'm really not. I mean, Tyreek Hill is going to play. Jalen Waddell is going to play. You've got, you know, Mike Kosicki, who hasn't done too much so far this season, but he's always going to be a weapon until he's no longer here. He's going to play. Raheem Mostert is faster than anybody else other than Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. And then, of course, you have Chase Edmonds, who is doing a lot. He's actually contributing in the passing game. He's pass blocking. He's running the ball when he can. Uh, I think that offensively, we're going to be able to move the ball, whether it's Tua, who's not playing, obviously, or Teddy Bridgewater. This is the game where you want Teddy Bridgewater to have to step in against this Jets defense. Um, I really do think that this is a game where if the defense can play up to their standards, even if those are minimum standards, the offense can carry this team on the road. So coming out of this game, I fully expect the Miami Dolphins to be four and one. I fully expect them to be undefeated against the AFC East and really have a stamp in terms of not only winning this division, but being a playoff caliber team that everyone's going to have to consider every single week if they aren't already. I think this is going to be a game for them to come back from the adversity of Cincinnati, from the injury of Tua Tungavailoa, from all the criticism that's happened to Mike McDaniel, not McDaniels, Robert Mueller underscore, uh, and everyone else that's been throwing stones at the Miami Dolphins for the last 10 days or so. This is the game. They come out and say, you know what? Enough is enough. Let's get back to football. Let's remind them who we are in this ga- in this day and age and here in 2022 and beat up on a rival, the New York Jets. We've had their number for you know last few years, uh, and we're even better now. So the Jets are better, but we're better, better if that makes any sense. So I see this game going the Miami Dolphins way on the road. I see this game going, let's just say 27 to 17. Nice two score win for the Miami Dolphins. And I don't think it's going to be anything where we actually feel a certain way like, wow, this game's getting away from us or it's going to be a nail biter or we pull away late. I think the Miami Dolphins score a little bit early. They score often and they give themselves a cushion throughout. Maybe the Jets get a score late in the late in the day uh, to make it a little bit closer to that 27-17 score that I just predicted. But I think the Miami Dolphins win this game. I think they win it with, you know, basically not minimal effort, but, you know, this is going to be a good test for them to make sure that they're sharpened and they're ironed and they're ready to go. But I think the Miami Dolphins win 27 17, move to four and one on the season, three and zero in the AFC East. And everybody comes Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening that lives in the town of Perfectville, that is a fan of the Miami Dolphins, will have big old smiles on their face. Teddy Bridgewater goes for a touchdown. Raheem Mostert gets his first touchdown on the on the run. The Miami Dolphins go back to South Florida. Happy campers. Official prediction 27 17. Miami Dolphins over the New York Jets. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining me here on this very special episode of Welcome to Perfectville, presented by betonline.ag. Chris Cohen will be back next week, back from assignment, and we'll talk all about the Miami Dolphins' victory over the Jets here in Week 5, as well as everything coming up for the Minnesota Vikings in Week 6. But until then, with nothing left to say, the only thing to say is... 
Goodbye from Perfectville. Later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.